Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Face Palmer Power Obsessions. I'm your host, Jacob Rosales. If you didn't catch the IG Live or the recording on my IGTV, in this episode, I virtually sit down with dancer, creative, fellow Sonoma State Seawolf, and friend Jasmine Kailani Lee. She goes into more detail about herself in the episode, but first, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Whether you've been following from the beginning, or just followed me today, or bought merch, or shared any of my posts on Instagram, or anything, just anything, thank you so much. It truly is you, my fellow creatives, that push me forward to keep creating and keep developing this brand to see where it can go. Reading all your kind DMs and seeing the story shares or the likes on the reel, the announcement have just been so lovely and heartwarming. Just hope that this podcast powers you up the way you guys power me up. So anyways, let's get into today's episode. What's up, Jasmine? Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I got home like just 30 minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's how we do it. How about you? How about you? I'm doing good. Just chilling today. Um, yeah, it was like surprisingly nice day today. So I was happy yeah. to just be. Um, yes. But cool. Um, let's see. Why don't we get started by just telling telling everyone about yourself your name where you're at where you're based if you're going to school or not right now um yeah go ahead okay um well um if you don't know me my name is jasmine kailani um or jazz jazzy jazzy j <laughs> um right now i am actually up in the east bay area um to get deep I was born in Hawaii, um, moved to the Bay when I was pretty young, but we'd fly back and forth um, between the city and slowly would move out towards East Bay and everything. So I'm kind of going back and forth between East Bay right now and San Francisco since I'm not dorming. Um, dorming being Sonoma State University, for those who don't know where I go to Ooh. school, I'm a third year, yeah. <laughs> What's a seawolf? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am a third year dance major at Sonoma State. Um, and yeah, I mean, with COVID and everything, I've been able to focus a lot on dancing, been focusing a lot on school. It's kind of what I've been mostly busy with. Um, school projects, dance projects, both inside and outside of school. Mm. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's about it. <laughs> dope, dope. Let's let's dig in a little more. So you were born in Hawaii, correct? And mm-hmm. how long were you living in Hawaii before, like, you started moving back and forth? Um, I was only up in Hawaii for until I was about. I want to say maybe like two or three oh, okay. and then we moved yeah so like gotcha. don't even remember but because we would always go back and forth and stay there for a while um kind of like meshed you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah i did go to school in the bay area um but i just I, I call hawaii just as much home as i do the bay area like i'm always asked the question like okay do you like the bay more or do you like Hawaii? <laughs> like that's not like that... you can't ask me that question yeah that's not a fair question yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So where did you start, dan- or when did you start dancing? Um, I started dancing, I want to say, like, when I was almost four, maybe like three and a half. Um, and that was with Hula and Tahitian, because mm-hmm. I'm from Hawaii. Um, so I actually trained with Westlake Performing Arts in Daly City. And that's where I was introduced to hula. Um, that's so. Once I started hula and Tahitian, um, we would always like travel and compete. Um, I don't know if if there's anybody. So there's like Tahitian dance groups. They're called halaos, and I trained with um, the Tahitian halao called Tepura Oturahuraa. So. Um, that's kind of the name that was with Westlake Performing Arts. They branched off, and now they are in Pacifica as Spark of Creation. That's how I started dancing. And then since I was in a studio, of course, I added, like, ballet and mm. tap, you know, your normal studio <laughs> <laughs> training. Um, and when I was about eight years old, I was kind of, like, I felt almost at a loss with Tahitian. Um, because of how much I was traveling and competing and performing at festivals, like I would do competitions almost every weekend. Oh dang! Um, yeah, they're called um, Tahiti Fets, and so it's like a gathering for Tahitian halals to compete and celebrate and everything. And I just slowly kind of started to lose the passion for it, even at such a young age. Mm. Um, I would always get gigs and be booked for festivals um, in the city, around the Bay Area. Um, And so one day I was kind of like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just chopped all my hair off (laughs) around to here. I don't know if people know, like, yeah. I don't know if you know what you mean. Oh my gosh. If I do, I'll definitely send them to you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I do have like baby. Fo- yeah, I'll send them to you. But it'll be like the cover photo for like the, the thumbnail for the, the oh video. Oh my gosh! Oh goodness, uh, baby Jack. Yeah, throwing it back. But you were oh, saying gosh. so you you fell off with with um with Tahitian. Yeah. Um, because you so, were just competing and doing gigs a bunch. Okay. Yeah, it just kind of felt like almost robotic mm. at a, to like a point. So um, I. And with Tahitian, you need to have the long hair to, like, make it, like, poofy and everything. And I was like, no, mom, chop it all off. And I was, like, in third grade, second grade or something like that. Um, And then after that, I was, I, that's when I was introduced to drumming. Um, Chinese drumming. I went to a Chinese immersion school. So once I got into drumming, I kind of was, like, away from dance started to do some Chinese drumming and then um I was like and then kind of like a random chronological order but and then I started self self teaching myself self teaching myself hip-hop <laughs> okay <sighs> yeah and so that's when the hip-hop journey started when I was about 10 years old um I never really learned hip-hop in a studio I taught myself off of videos off of you know a disney channel shake it up (laughs) and shake it up was my show i am telling you (laughs) wait shake Um, it up is 
Is that with Zendaya? Zendaya. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Oh my god. I guess here comes the secret. Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> I started dancing because of Zendaya. Like for real, for real. <laughs> nice. I never actually watched but, that show, but that's cool. Oh, that's really cool, though. Yeah. So it was off of the TV shows and music videos. Um, what was it? My mom would always like make me watch Missy Elliott. With, hey. What's her name? Yeah, <laughs> Allison Stoner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's that's how hip hop started, um, and I never even took a studio hip hop class till I was like. 16 okay so like all those years it was like you know teaching myself those moves and seeing what i feel comfortable with mm-hmm. uh, but even throughout those years i was mostly focusing my time drumming and um what's it i went to an art high school so world music mm. um where we did a lot of like Taiko drumming from Japan. We did Afro-Cuban, Afro-Brazilian samba, Indonesian. Um, oh my God, there's so many. But yeah, that's kind of where I was like more focusing on my musical side rather than my um, dance side. Gotcha. Um, oh man, there's so many so many topics to go off. I know. I was gonna say. I think I'm like kind of rambling. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Basically, how I want this to be is just like a conversation, so I don't even worry or trip about okay. rambling. We're just going to see where this conversation goes, and if golden nuggets are dropped, then they are dropped. If not, like, we're just talking. Right. Um, okay, but let's let's go back to when you chopped off your hair. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> <a> rewind. <laughs> yeah. um, how long of a break was it between, like, you stopped Tahitian cut off your hair and then when did you start drumming like how, how long was that that uh, um break? I chopped off my hair in I believe 2008 mm-hmm. I think I had just done like my last competition in oh I don't know the place but like I maybe Merced or at somewhere I did my last Tahiti Fit competition and I placed <sighs> I think second if not first and I was like this is it like I I don't want to do it anymore um and like I well at the time so my my parents split up when I was five Mm -hmm. so I was kind of like traveling back and forth and so when I went to my mom's house I told my mom I was like mom before I go back to school and everything like chop my hair off Mm -hmm. and so Grab a pair of scissors and uh, <laughs> it was snip, like up to here or something. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then once that, 2008, and I was, so 2008, and then I was introduced to Chinese drumming in fifth grade. So I think it was maybe two years, I believe. Yeah, I want to, I'm going to go with two years. Gotcha. Even though, even though like you were so young, was... How was that transition for you? Did you feel like, did you ever feel like, I don't know who I am because I'm not a, dancing anymore? Or like, right. how did how did you get through that that transition? Um, I think because, that's a good question. Oh yeah. gosh. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it was more, I don't think it was so much of a loss of, who I was as a dancer, I think it was just me being like, 
I'm like worn out, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. That's kind of that kind of that's kind of what drove me to be all like, okay, this is where I'm gonna, you know, draw the line. This is where it's kind of enough. Um, the transition from dancer to drumming. I mean, I've always I, I grew up in a very artistic creative household Dope. i was surrounded by music i was surrounded by like my mom she was a she before she was a music producer for a lot of like wow. artists like um i don't know if you know like flying lotus oh not not producer for him oh. but friends with him through other artists like i am sam uh sam i am sam i am that's crazy um, yeah a bunch of like those like super they came up from nowhere type yeah. of artists yeah i don't want to like drop names because i don't want to like give the wrong name <laughs> but fine. like if you if you want to know just but you drop flying lotus i'm like i love his music yeah the the it was like she knew him and then that circle of That's like crazy. friends if that makes sense okay. so i was always surrounded by music um even some of those artists like they would like uh work at our house and so always surrounded by music mm. so the transition wasn't so much of a drastic one okay from dance to music but it was kind of more like okay this is th like it was me knowing where enough was enough for me and like physically and mentally like it's it didn't really quite sit the same with mm. tahitian mm. if that makes sense yeah gotcha that's really yeah. cool um does anyone else dance in your family? I mean, besides Tahitian, how about like hip hop? Nobody no, else. No <laughs> yeah. But I'm guessing you have a lot of relatives that do Tahitian as well. Uh, my mom, she did hula and some Tahitian. Okay. I, I want to say maybe like an equal amount of hula and Tahitian. Um, but as far as like hip hop or anything, I'm the only dancer. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> How did, um, how did, um, what am I trying to say? Because for me, I'm a, I, I, I was, I got my degree in music education. I've also mm -hmm. had music around me because my dad would, he plays guitar. Um, my mom also plays a little bit and just was exposed to music very early on too. Um, did band in middle school, high school, college. But when I actually started dancing more, in like my last year of college, mm -hmm. um, I found that my background of music and how to listen to music and rhythm translate a lot into how I translate yes. movement and how I express or try and personify what the musician or writer is saying. So how did, at that age, when you went from Tahitian hula to drumming, uh, what thing? What kind of connections did you did you make between the two areas? Um, I th well, so with Tahitian, there's a lot of the time when Tahitian is performed or even practiced. Actually, mm -hmm. you have live drummers. Um, I wish I could give the names of the instruments and everything, but you have live drummers like at least two or mm -hmm. three of them. Um, and so coming from that and knowing like those those beats and everything, when I started Chinese drumming in fifth grade, I was able to kind of like recognize like, okay, these are similar rhythms, these are similar beats, and like even similar like drums because um, it's Tahitian drumming. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the way like the style and the, the culture executes 
their music obviously was different, but I was kind of able to like make the connection between like maybe patterns and rhythms or patterns in um, beats and stuff. Mm. But um, I think that was like the biggest one. I think, yeah, that was probably the biggest connection that I was able to notice at the time. That's cool. That's cool. I, I always like to know about people's process and how they hear things or analyze things. Right. Uh, just because everyone has such a different way of uh, yeah. how they choreograph, how they create music and everything. So that's really cool. Uh, let's see. So you talk about you talked about how your f- main exposure to hip hop dance was through music videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember? Was it was it Shake It Up that was like your first first like influence? <laughs> or? Um, it was actually okay. From what I can remember, yeah, I think. Honestly, it was um, Teach Me How to Dougie. All right. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely think that's where, like, I was really like, okay, wait. Yeah, <laughs> you know the line yeah. where it goes, like, put your arm out front, move side to side. I would kind of feel like, like oh. what would that look like? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like what is, okay, yeah. I think it started there. And then, like, once you get Dougie, you know, Cat Daddy comes in there um what else is there i think that's like i think that's where there it was started a SpongeBob, um, yeah, yeah 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 but it was mostly i genuinely think that's where i was first introduced to like hip-hop dance mm-hmm. and then i was like okay wait what else is there it was like from dougie mm-hmm. um and then like i was able to like make the connection like oh like there's this new show called shake it up that's about to like start airing (laughs) and it's like about dancing so then i was kind of like okay and i'm like exploring the world of like hip-hop dance Mm. so yeah i think that's when shake it up kind of came in there yeah yeah cool cool because i don't do you know the kindras i do okay i do um i'm a big fan of their podcast shout out ben um and a lot of their start was from like the music videos, MTV. Um, I can't remember artists off the top of my head, but for you, getting your influence from these music videos and um, and just like what hip hop was or what the how hip hop was viewed at that time, mm-hmm. do you? Do you feel like a need to actually dive in deeper to what hip hop is, like what it, how it started, and like what it truly is? Because there's there's a lot of debate. I mean, I've talked to a few people, and there's like a lot of debate, like, oh, that's not hip hop. Some like, yeah. like I talked to this one random b boy I met when I was in SoCal before I moved up. He was cool. We actually like session. I didn't know him. I was getting coffee. I was like, he was break dancing in the middle of the street. I'm like, let's session. But anyway, I asked him about, like, hip-hop, and he actually thinks that popping and locking can be considered the same. I was like, hmm, interesting. But, (laughs) but like, so how do you you feel about knowing the history of hip-hop and where it actually comes from? How important is it to you? I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I can oh, right off the bat. I'm gonna shout like Pharaoh out. And hey Pharaoh. Yeah, um, it's been a privilege really to be offered a class mm. specifically from Farah to like really dive in deep as you're saying to what hip hop is, what hip hop means and like the culture, the, mm. or, the origin, um, where it started, the, the four pillars of hip hop, mm. like, and like the now maybe five pillars, like some people consider that fifth pillar. And I mean, even when you first learn it, I feel like almost everybody that takes the R115, where she introduces hip hop, I feel like almost everybody going into that class that is new, they're almost like, oh my God, I didn't even know that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, that's crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very important. I think it's like, I mean, we, we've talked about it before in, um, what's it, Dances of the World, where Fair Guest taught. We've talked about it before where there can be cultural appropriation with hip hop. And even then, like, a lot of people don't even realize that, yes, hip-hop is a culture and it can be appropriated mm -hmm. very wrongly. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say it enough. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think it's very important. Yeah. Exactly. That's good to hear. Because, like, I don't know, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, seeing all these dancers. And, like, they're good dancers. Not going to, like, they're good dancers. Can't, can't deny that. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like do they know you know <laughs> like yeah how do we how do you know like how do we keep pushing the importance of like yeah we as as the dance and for anything i feel like we need to grow like we need to see how how i guess how far we can take it and like mm -hmm. ways we can improve and um just new ways to wow sometimes new moves right. but like I don't know, it's just weird when when I'm dancing with someone and they're like, I ask them like, oh, like, you know how to walk? You know how to like, do you know, right. do you know these right. like foundations? Like, they're like, yeah. they're oh, like no, I just like learned this from a class, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's no, definitely it's definitely hard. Yeah, it's, it's a really, it's, um, I don't even know how to say it. It's hip-hop is a very it's hard to navigate around as far as what's hip-hop and how do we distinguish this is hip-hop and this is like for example even me saying shake it up oh god we're gonna like watch this back and it's like not jasmine talking about some cutie Disney <laughs> <show>. <laughs> i mean but even I mean, when like, i was like go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah go for it okay uh, oh, I mean, sorry. Like, no, sorry. I mean, like people have to start somewhere. Like, honestly, where did I, where did I start dancing from? I think I was <laughs> I was really into dubstep, mm, mm -hmm. like middle school, <clears throat> and or like shuffling and dubstep. Mm -hmm. And so, like, obviously, shuffling necessarily. Like the EDM isn't really, it's not hip hop. Right. Like we have to somehow find our way, whatever. So mm -hmm. there's like a little cringe, but it's like, it's, it's, you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> start somewhere. Yeah. No, exactly. And like for my experience, me saying like shake it up, I mean, I love it. I love that show and I'll stand <laughs> by it till I am old. <laughs> but 
I don't know if I would consider it hip hop. Like mm. maybe studio, studio choreography, yes. Uh -huh. Maybe there's some aspects where it can be hip hop, but as yeah. far as like the whole picture, yeah, I, I would say like that studio. And so as far as like hip hop as a whole, like it's definitely tricky to navigate around and be able to distinguish, okay, hip hop, popping, walking, you know, those foundations as you were saying and then what can be what's what's studio mm -hmm. what's um just choreography what's um commercial you know mm -hmm. so i i definitely yeah it's definitely tricky and it's it's hard to get that out there because hip-hop is such like it has this picture unfortunately mm. damn yeah so it's very important <laughs> yeah, to speak like let's tie it back. Yeah, definitely. it's definitely important to to stamp it and recognize it as its culture. Yeah, dope. That was really good to hear your insight on that. Um, let's move on to your process. Um, one big thing you've put out was the was that fall dance. It was my fall SCU dance. fall dance. Yeah. That was really good, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> and then you recently, you had your first class you've ever taught for Click mm -hmm. last Thursday. So let's get into choreography in general. How do you how do you start your process? Oh gosh, I was trying to practice this question with my friend before <laughs> I got on because I don't even know my process. That's all right. Um, <laughs> uh, personally. I think the biggest thing when I choreograph that is like surprising with other creatives that I share is I can't choreograph with the song playing. Like if you know me and we're like collaborating or something, mm -hmm. I don't play the song. Like I'll um, say I'll start like jamming out maybe just I'll, I'll start. Okay. This is where I start. Okay. I'll have like a genre or a playlist and I usually... For me personally, I like to go towards R&B because that's kind of like where I like reside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll get like a playlist or like a um, like a pre-made playlist or my own playlist playing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, OK, let's see what kind of what I'm feeling. So it's definitely um, choreography definitely is. I start my choreography off of my mood. Mm -hmm. So whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And then once I get that song and I kind of like listen to it a little more and I'm like, okay, there's these little beats that I can play with or this would make a really good like, you know, peak of choreography. Like this is where it's like, you know, you're sweating and everything. Mm -hmm. um, once I kind of distinguish like parts where I'm like, okay, this is really good. I'll kind of put it on the side and I'll just start like playing it in my head mm -hmm. and like thinking of movement like that. Mm -hmm. Um, if the song's playing while I'm trying to make choreography, I, I get like a little, I get like over simulated, you know, and I, mm. I just can't really like focus on what it is that I'm trying to hit or like whatever movement I'm trying to follow through with. Mm -hmm. So it's all really like in, like in my head, it, in the moment, kind of go with the flow type mm -hmm. of a feel. Um... 
And then once I get kind of an idea or a foundation base of like my choreography, I'll start to try to like piece it together. Of course, I'll go back every now and then to the song and see if it works. I'm like my moves works with the music. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I kind of have that base, um, I'll like, you know, tweak it, clean it, see where like I want to amp it up. Maybe if there's any awkward parts, I'll put the song again to the side go back in like in my own head and like play it back like okay these are the lyrics these are the beats um and then just solidify and clean and tweak again okay but, yeah how how many times would you say you have to listen to a song since you can't since you can't like mm -hmm. listen to it as you're choreographing how many times do you think right. you have to get it in your head before like oh, okay maybe like this move here this move there um i guess i'll base this off of the class that i taught last mm -hmm. week i was sitting on like four different songs <laughs> for like two weeks like like i would and i would i made it into a playlist and i would just loop it and i'm like okay this song i'm leaning towards this i think between those four songs like the the two weeks prior to the class i was going between like a summer walker song and and some other song and then the next week i was like i'm definitely not doing those two and i was like <laughs> going between like sierra and and get it shouty by lloyd the one mm. that i did go with so it's definitely it can be up to like a month honestly that i listen <laughs> to this song till i like am set on it um so i'll like yeah i'll listen to it on loop until i'm like super duper positive with the vibe and with the music and everything mm. because i am a very like i like to choreograph to the little hidden beats in the background right. like um i like to i like yeah i like the little hidden beats so obviously that does take a little bit more listening and kind of like studying in a way mm. um so yeah it kind of takes a while and yeah. then once I'm like set on it and once I feel really good about it is when I'll like, okay, let's put the song on the side and think movement and how I want to, how I want to move to the song and mm -hmm. like have, have it feel like the song's moving with me. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you ever have any like writing blocks or breaks or just no ideas at all? absolutely <laughs> actually with this last class with the class that i taught last week i was like i cannot do this um i mean i another part of my choreography process i can only like people like my my friends who know me i can only choreograph at night like <laughs> 2 a.m 3 a.m like gotcha. yeah so i can only choreograph at night so even then I'm already like my brain's already fried mm -hmm. so it's death I've had lots of <laughs> like writer's block mm -hmm. um yeah last week with the class that was my most recent one I mean I was able to just nail it out in maybe three two nights or something okay dang. um just because I <laughs> just because I kind of like it sounds bad but I almost wait to the last minute so that I have no excuses to just I mean, like first idea, best idea, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
which is kind of like you know it's a little bad but <laughs> i mean i, I kind of feel just... the same way yeah mm-hmm. like i i forget what the technical term is but there's i was i learned this in one of my education courses there's like this zone of uncomfortability and like safe like and if you're in that zone that's your 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 optimal zone of growth i think Mm. so do you think maybe when you're when you're when you're choreographing at night and your brain is kind of just like maybe it just kind of shuts down a little bit to maybe shuts down the the critique part of your brain like you just create and you just do um where was i going with this (laughs) (laughs) um like whatever comes is what you're gonna yeah. run with kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. Um, I mean, my days. So whenever I'm like, I mostly I choreograph mostly when I'm like here in the East Bay with mm-hmm. like my at my mom's place and everything. Since I'm not dorming and I have two baby brothers mm-hmm. and they're like four years old and two years old so it's a chaotic (laughs) yeah rowdy household Mm -hmm. so you know i feel like that also comes into play with why i work best at night okay but also like personally you know you always hear like people are like oh like at night i just like lie in my bed and i just think and my mind just runs Mm -hmm. and i feel like in a sense yes that does happen but it also happens in the best way possible as far as the creative process because um I kind of use that time and I use that mental space Mm. and like transfer it to create and transfer it to choreography and like rather than like letting it spiral, how -hmm. can I direct Mm -hmm. it to movement and positively and comfortably transfer that to movement and Mm. say freestyle or choreography. Um, so I think, yeah, I think what you're saying about like that comfortable space Mm -hmm. can definitely be like the reason why choreographing works best at night for me. Mm -hmm. Dope. Um, when you do, when you're creating, when you're at night, you're in that zone, you're just creating, you're choreographing. Um, do you, do you, I'm sure you probably still have those moments where, you put a move down and then you might listen to the track again. I was like, oh, I'm not hitting it. And then you change mm-hmm. it. It's like, oh, well, I can make it look better. I can make it like, how, right. how do you, how do you settle? I don't want to say settle, but how do you choose? You're like, you like know, what maybe. feels right. Yeah. Like maybe this is as good as it's going to get. Maybe it can be better, but I'm just going to go with mm-hmm. this one. How do you, how do you like. Distinguish. Choose? What's, yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, I had this with last week's choreography. There was like this one bit that I was just like, man, it was stumping me. And I was so, it was the, uh, oh my God. It was, oh, can I get a little close so I could get to know you and exchange names and things? That was like one of my favorite parts. No way. Okay. I I like that weaving weaving motion. (laughs) It's really cool. Um, I was going through so many different 
movement patterns and just moves in general mm. and i was hating every <laughs> last one i was like this doesn't feel good this doesn't feel right it doesn't look good it doesn't you know mm -hmm. um and i think i was when i was walking through it and like um marking it for myself i got to that part and the the little like push-up part mm -hmm. in that choreography my body almost um it, it was muscle memory from my fall dance choreography where i did a similar move and right after that it was the waving part hey. so i did it by accident actually and then when i when it clicked in my head and i did it that i did it by accident i was like hold on a second rewind like what uh -huh. did i just do that was like clean it was like really good um so sometimes it just comes by accident and i'm like damn like that was it uh sometimes it comes by accident and i don't remember what i did and then i get mad again and i have to figure out a new move um sometimes i'll like watch videos or something and try to like get inspiration from that and like mm -hmm. try little things that might fit but as far as distinguishing like okay that was the one it's definitely it's gonna sound cheesy but it's definitely just what like like what feels good and like what yeah. feels right and like in your head where it clicks and you're like damn that was it like that was kind of my moment when i was marking it and i did it by accident i was like wait that was really good yeah <laughs> and then that's just what i kind of run with that's awesome like honestly <clears throat> my friend my friend uh justin he was he opened up my second festival on Halloween with a talk on creativity and he was talking about how we have he he said it in a metaphor like we have to visit the stream every day whatever your medium is whatever your art is you have to visit the stream every day and um synonymous with that is the word discipline and personally I just I have a weird connection with discipline it just sounds harsh and it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound mm -hmm, I'm like, mm -hmm. of course, discipline's important. Like we all know discipline's important if you want to succeed or whatever. But like, right. um, I thought about it differently. I was like, well, maybe it doesn't have to be discipline, but it has, to, it can just be play, you know, play. Because mm -hmm. he also brought up the point of just creating just to create, whether it's good, right. bad, no expectation at all, just create every day. Um, and then I translated that to play and play every day. And um, I've personally found this with music I'm creating right now. It's just, I might have an idea and I'll just start, I'll just pick up my guitar and try and find a chord progression I like. And then it just kind of goes on from there. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's really cool that you brought up that how that one move you were having trouble with just came up on accident. Mm -hmm. um, and in a sense, you, in your head, you might have been choreographing. You might have been creating with the intent to, like, I need to make this piece for this class. But also in that space, you were you were just playing, and then something natural came. And honestly, yeah. that felt really, that move, just like, ooh, that oh, felt really so good to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and me and Hito were actually talking, too, and we just thought you... You picked really, I mean, for me, I like to match my movement to to the words, to the image that the, the musician or writers try to portray and the, right. the vibe and the mood. And I think we both thought you did that really well. So 
with like oh, a lot of the movements, like closer so I can get to know you. I'm like, right, that's smart. It's like, smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it was all really smart. So really dope job with that. Thank you. And I think like, yeah, just like as far as the creative process too, like just the vibe, like at the start of the class, I was kind of like, okay, this is, this is our this is the setting that we're going to imagine ourselves in. Like you see, or, you know, like, let me make a yellow boo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you're like, you know, like, let me get to know. Uh. So I think <laughs> yeah. that's like a big part too. Like the yeah. vibe, the kind of like attitude that you want to put on, like, or, or say like, you're kind of like in your feels, you like want a vibe like that. I think vibe <laughs> is a really big part of it too. Yeah. 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 But thank you guys. That's like, yeah. Thank of you course. so much. <laughs> but adding on to that, let's, um, Sometimes I find it actually to be honest, that was my first class in a long ass time. I'm sure it was a lot for, oh. or first class for a lot of people. Um, I hadn't really been dancing too much before then, and I just moved up back up here as well. And to be honest, I was in my head like not on you or anything, but I was in my head the whole night like I have to get this choreo down. I have to like I have to Not show close. up like I got you know. Yeah. Um. So. I felt like I couldn't get in that mood or the zone or the vibe as much as I f wish I could have. Mm -hmm. So for you, how do you, what, how and what do you do to, to like, okay, this is the emotion I'm trying to portray. This is, this is how I want my audience to feel. Like how, what do you do to, to get yourself in that zone or that vibe? Um, I actually I'm, I get stuck in that same exact mood mm -hmm. all the time with classes. Like, if, if, I, all the time with classes, um, when I actually went to the Chaos Dance Convention, mm -hmm. uh, when it was in person last right. year, um, honestly, I spent most of those classes being in my head and, like, worrying too much about how I would do the moves or even how I looked, like, mm -hmm. It was, I completely get it. Um, and it wasn't till, like, after those classes was I, like, okay, now I'm, like, getting into it. Mm. Um, I think in the moment, obviously, it's, yes, it's gotten better for me personally. Um, because of, like, quarantine, I've been able to really focus on who I am as a dancer, who I am as a mover, what that means to me, what I want that to mean to the public. And I think with that, I've been able to learn, like, you want, I think what the best, I don't want to say advice, I think the best mindset that I would say is set that mood, set that tone and that vibe for yourself right from the jump. Mm. Like, a lot of, um, a lot of teachers or whatever you want to call it they're always like okay once you get the moves like add okay like now add your little flair into it add your like flavor into it mm -hmm. i think the best way to do that is to do that right from the jump that way you're kind of like right from the start of class you're like okay this is my mood this is how i want to like look this is this is the vibe that i want to be on this is the attitude that i want to carry throughout this whole entire combo um and i think once you feel good about what that tone is what that vibe is what that mood is you'll kind of feel it more and you'll be mm. all like okay yeah like okay like if it's me talking this i'm like i'm gonna see you okay, yeah like, this <laughs> yeah. is the vibe okay and then like once you kind of get that once you get a hold of that also then the confidence comes in there then the like 
attitude like the positive attitude comes in there mm-hmm. and then it's almost it almost gets integrated to a choreographer's combo like without you even realizing it you know um i think personally that's like the best way um if you're like trying to get out of it again it's just really like setting that tone for yourself like why am i taking this class for myself mm-hmm. why am mm-hmm. i here it's to better like to increase my training um even just vibe if it's for you to yeah. vibe and it's yeah. for you to just vibe um yeah I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up that last part um because after your class i just kind of had to reflect on like why am i feeling so negative about myself for not being in the zone and then um so this is what i did and for whoever's watching if you're creative going into it doesn't have to be dance whether it's a class or a workshop or even just going back to school you're you're <laughs> you're sitting in your zoom sessions um <laughs> I have to, now I have to go into class reminding myself, like, you know, you're just here to have fun. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're trying to learn choreo in maybe what, 45 minutes and then try and perform it in the last 15 or whatever. Like, there's yeah. no way, there's no way you're really gonna get all the choreo and all the facial and all the mood. So, um, like, going in with that, don't go in with any expectation, honestly, and mm-hmm. yeah, kind of just have the intent to like, whatever the outcome is, I'm gonna grow from it. Whatever it is, I'm gonna learn. Um, right. Even if you're going in the intent of like, well, I just want to learn some like new movement vocabulary to add to to my list or my body, and yeah, you know, you whatever it happens, like you're gonna, at least for me, I know I'm gonna learn or grow from it. Even like it's not gonna be a lot. And, you know, I feel I've come to learn that growth is very minuscule and it's hard mm-hmm. to tell from day to day or even hour to hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but just knowing that in the big picture, like as long as I go into this class with the intent to just have fun, like right. get whatever I get from it and vibe, then right. that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, I think like setting that intention before you enter the environment and the setting in itself like set that mm-hmm. intention for yourself and be honest like what why are you here what are you what's what are you coming to this class for mm-hmm. and like kind of being able to pinpoint that and and recognize it as it is and like follow with that like run with that basically mm-hmm. like if you're like like we both said if your intention is to vibe if your intention is to better your movement vocabulary um if it is to like challenge yourself and like nail this combo, like whatever that intention is, I think can definitely drive you throughout the whole class and like kind of, and and, and if you ever do get lost, like come back to that intention, like, okay, let me remember like, why am I here? What am I here for? What am I trying to do for Mm -hmm. myself? Yeah, for sure. I definitely see that. This episode is brought to you by, you guessed it, Face Palmer a clothing and lifestyle brand focused on promoting creativity and encouraging creatives to create freely, create authentically, and create community. If you'd like to support this podcast, this brand, or myself, I'd highly appreciate if you checked out my Instagram at facepalmer.brand or even checked out my site at facepalmerbrand.com. Thank you so much again for listening, and as always, thank you for creating.
Now back to the episode. Dope. Uh, real quick to the audience, if you're listening still, if you have any questions, we're going to do, if there's any questions, we're going to do like a Q&A, maybe last 10 minutes, last 30, uh, last five. We might end this at 8.30, end at 9, we'll see where it goes. Not past 9, though. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so drop any questions. You see that little question mark bubble right there, if you have any. Uh, let's see. Who... Let's go. Let's let's talk about the process for your fall dance piece. Like, what was the criteria? I noticed with everyone's, it kind of had to be, you had to be the only one in the shot. And all these for was it for COVID reasons? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how? And I know Eros too was just driving around everywhere. <laughs> A lot of people. Were and big driving. shout out to Eros. My goodness. Yeah. So that's kind of like one. Props to all of you for making that happen. But what, for you specifically, what was the process like? Um, like, how did you, why, what was the tone for your piece? Maybe shout out the title for the piece for mm-hmm. for anyone that hasn't watched it yet. Um, so what was the title? What was the tone? What were you trying to go for? What was the reason for the, the spoken word and the the music you picked out and everything? Yeah, um, well, my fall dance piece was titled Recognition, for those of you who have not seen it. Um, it's on my Instagram, if you want to go watch it. Somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> but, here. yeah, somewhere here. <laughs> but, um, for, as far as my concept and the piece itself, um, since, like, summer, since last year, I want to say August... I was going through a time of a lot of like um, self-evaluation, re-evaluation um, of, of reflection, acceptance, of a lot of growth in itself. <laughs> Farrah mm-hmm. said watch with headphones in or full yeah. speakers. Yes. <laughs> sure. um, but I was going through a lot of, yeah, I, I want to say reflection and kind of recognizing my worth and mm-hmm. recognizing me as a person and what that means, my environment, my energy, um, who comes into play with those things, my surroundings, um, kind of everything. And I, I think at the time it was like almost perfect timing for me to be all like, okay, this is where I'm feeling most creative. This is where I'm feeling most like it's about time to like owe it to myself to make this for me. Mm. Um, and it was like my choice to share that through fall dance. Um, and I think actually it started, it actually started with the <clears throat> Kehlani song, Valentine's Day. Um, and then I, like off of that choreography and off of that tone was where I kind of like found other music. Yeah. That process, it was a little bit, it was a little more different from um, the clicks class, mm-hmm. that choreography and my process with that because I would almost have like my whole R&B genre of music on shuffle. Mm. And then a song would come up and I'm like, that's the one. Like, mm. this is it. I did, like, this has a message and this is what feels good. Um, that's how I chose 10K Hours with Janae Aiko. 
Mm-hmm. And then, um, same thing with the last song, I Am by Georgia Smith. Like, that one came up, and I was like, oh, wait, like, this is a, like, really good beat. And then I kind of, like, looked at the lyrics, and I was like, yeah, like, that's the one. And, like, put that on the side as well. Um, as far as Miguel, the Woe song, Rich the Kid, I was sitting on that one. Well, actually, I was sitting on a lot of um, songs because I kind of wanted a, I wanted a song with a male voice to kind of, like, mix it up. And, like, I felt almost like, I felt almost like the back-to-back-to-back um, Janae and then Kehlani and Georgia. I was worried that it felt too monotone. Mm. But then at the same time, I was so like, this feels so good. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like something was missing. Um, and I kind of like, I realized like what was missing was the playful aspect. Like recognition as a whole was kind of like who I am now and who Jasmine is. And like the, for the people who unfortunately is not in my life anymore like what they're missing out on now like Mm. this is me now and this is what you're missing out on this is what you lost really um and I realized like I'm missing a playful aspect like I was like okay this is it 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 was represented representing my strength representing my empowerment my my independence representing like I'm a woman representing how much I've grown and re- everything, but I was like, I'm also like playful. I'm also, like I could be goofy. I'm yeah. Like, no, I'm <laughs> but I did. I did realize like it's missing like the playful aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where woe came in. I think the words are like um, the the basically like the hook part. It's like you got the whoa, babe. You got the whoa, and I felt like. Ooh, she's a singer. I felt like that part, I was kind of like, you know, I kind of like just vibe with it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I chose that song. As far as the spoken word, um, Kehlani is one of my biggest, like, inspirations. And, like, if not my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. So with her, rec- her um, what's it, intro spoken word, I've been had it, like, in my music for years. And right when i like got set on my concept i was like okay we're gonna use with this one as well like um i feel like with all of my songs i was kind of just like able to pinpoint what it was and like immediately get that feeling of like yes this is this is a good represent representation of who i am Mm. um and choreography wise like everything follows with last week's class and my (laughs) choreography process with that like I put the song on the side and whatever felt good, whatever flowed, I'm like, okay, like that'll follow through. Um, but yeah, I mean, piecing it together, I did all of my sound. I like actually the 10K hours, Janae Aiko, I completely spliced the whole song. Like if you put my version of it next to like the original version, it's like almost completely different. Like I moved the lyrics around. Yeah to because i really wanted to choose what lyrics like resembled with me and what lyrics i kind of wanted to like be shouted out if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i was super like i'm a picky person as is but i was like super particular with the with recognition that's dope that's dope uh for those that don't know 
what we're talking about, I'll put it in the story, or you can go to Jasmine's page and go to her IGTV. Um, let's see. <clears throat> A lot of good nuggets in there. Um, I know, sorry. I was kind no. of randomly. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, I've seen on, like, I've commented on some of your stories or videos before of you freestyling. Uh, is that, like, the process, part of your process, right? You know, you're just jamming out to whatever song, just trying to get ideas? Um, or that was just you it, freestyling, mostly? I think, for me personally, um, and again, for friends and fellow creatives and dancers that I've spoken with about this, um, I would, like, if you asked me, a year ago or even like eight months ago i'd be all like i'm not a freestyle i don't know how to freestyle this mm-hmm. this and that so i've definitely been dipping my toes in yeah. freestyling. like <laughs> I've, I've starting to get comfortable with it i've been exploring it a lot more um so i think as far as who i am freestyling and who i am as a choreographer mm-hmm. i'm still getting to know both of them so um okay. one doesn't necessarily influence the other however if i am like freestyling to one thing and i'm like wait like that could be a really good choreography mm. then yeah i'll kind of like switch over to choreographer jazz and be all like how can i like maneuver it into a choreography but personally since i am like still exploring with freestyling um i find it I, I find freestyling difficult just because I feel like I do the same moves, you know? Mm. So, yeah. I, I, I think right now they're both... They're, they're two different worlds right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is that... I was going to ask... Um, is that like your... I was going to ask what were your, what's your biggest insecurity when it comes to dance? And for freestyling, is that is that what it is? Like you just feel like you're repeating yourself? Yeah, yeah. I think <clears throat> if that's... um insecurity well i've gotten better with freestyling as far as my uneasiness with it Mm -hmm. um i think my biggest insecurity with dance honestly could i think my biggest insecurity with dance is honestly how harsh i am on myself with Mm -hmm. who i am as a dancer like and because I think that kind of shows through with my movement. Mm. Um, yeah, I think like because I have a really strong self-critic, unfortunately. Same. <laughs> um, I don't do. Yeah, <laughs> as a lot of us do. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't allow me to dance the way that I want to or create the way that I want to or even just share it. The way mm-hmm. that I want to, um, yeah. Gotcha. I'm like final answer, yeah. <laughs> final answer, yeah. Oh man, that is such the struggle of mm-hmm. just quieting that inner critic constantly. Um, at least for me, um, through my music background in in school for like classical practice. It, I feel like it was never really taught that it's okay to mess up or like how to how to get mm-hmm. out of that, you know. 
we're always taught yeah. at least a, a slogan or a motto or mantra whatever in in a marching band was there's always room for improvement <laughs> so it was maybe maybe it wasn't intentional but at least for me it was drilled in my head like oh there's something there's always something to improve like i'm always so right. nitpicky like when when i was especially during my last year of school getting ready for my senior recital it was always so hard to separate myself from like in the practice room separating myself from performer and critique mm. you know because how are you how are you supposed to improve if you don't know what to look out for the mistakes you know and then but like you're not actually performing if you're constantly analyzing right so right. it's definitely such a struggle <clears throat> one thing for me maybe a couple things for if i could like share with you no yeah for sure is I try and picture the any insecurities I have about creating or myself as people I care about and love. Because uh, I forgot who I was listening to. But if you think about it that way, you're, you think about someone, not necessarily hate, but like you don't like. And then someone you love. You're always, okay. it's like so much easier to help someone you love. Yeah. right it's just more natural um so that's right. how i try and navigate those things like okay well i'm not hitting this move on this beat like just kind of instead of feeling negative about it or hating on it i was like okay let me show some love like let me give it a right. hug real quick like you got, you got this like just just hit you it on beat this. just hit Let's it on beat. Again. yeah yeah so like little perspective changes like that um and then going back to play, honestly, just we like that childlike mindset. That's something I've been trying to focus on more is just play. You know, mm -hmm. we have to we have to be OK with falling down or making mistakes. Because right. um, right. that's honestly just that's just how we learn and we'll figure it out eventually. Like, look at us now. We're, we're yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> we somehow made it through our teenage years. So exactly. we're like, we can just, just keep playing. And, um, right. You'll, you'll get more vocabulary. You'll like, this is me talking to myself too. It's just like, we'll figure it out. Like it'll become yeah. more, more comfortable eventually. No, not at all. I mean, I've been saying this a lot actually with, my one of my close friends because we were talking about new year's resolutions and i think one of mine was um one of my new year's resolutions was to kind of own who i am as mm. a creator and like be more okay with it and like embrace it really mm -hmm. and um i think one of the oh gosh i'm losing it one of like my biggest things was that it uh I was saying it if I were to ask Jasmine from two years ago or honestly even last year, that Jasmine would be so like beyond proud of like mm. current Jasmine, present Jasmine. Like I would dream about teaching my first class outside of like a school setting mm -hmm. or I would dream of like making this dance film or like 
you know, like, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing for me personally, maybe even potentially for you or, like, other viewers, like, kind of take a step back and, like, get the, that perspective changer, as you said, and, like, put it on you from however, like, two years ago, one mm-hmm. year ago, f- six months ago. Yeah. And, like, how how would that Jasmine view your accomplishments now? Like, I think being able to see that and, like, recognize, like, damn, like, yeah, we really did make it here. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, like, the biggest thing, I think. Like, something just so small like that, it has been the biggest thing for me personally. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Because, like, it ties into the point we were talking about earlier, how growth is such a minuscule thing mm-hmm. from the day to day. But when you put it into perspective, like, honestly, it was just, like, last year. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. just, like, dang. I'm, like, yes. <laughs> dang, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it, too. It's, like, dang, I really did move back up here. Yeah. <laughs> so. You took that glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Thanks for that. Um, let's see. Is, who, say, let's say two years. No, let's say, no, yeah, two years ago. In three words, how would you describe yourself as a dancer? You said two years ago? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. my freshman year. Oh, my God. My freshman year... I did not. Oh, goodness. Three words. Okay. I Wait, would real quick, say... real quick. Was that one Blue Barons class we took together, was that your freshman year? Oh, I was... Because that was, like, the only time we danced. Bit. Yeah. Right. Which 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 class was it? What song? I don't Do remember. Do you remember? Honestly. Oh. I really don't. It might have I... been. Because okay. I don't think I was in, I don't think I was in Tharp 115 with you. But I did go mm. to the showing and I was like, damn, like, okay, let's <laughs> see what the movie. <laughs> um, it might have been, yeah, it okay. was my freshman year. Yeah. Mm. So I think three words to describe me as a dancer. Um, one would be like growth i don't know how you use that to describe me as a dancer but Mm -hmm. definitely like growing a growing dancer um um i don't know again i don't know like a word for it but i i kind of i i i feel like an an accomplish with me has been i've i've stuck with who i am as a mover and like my movement style Mm -hmm. so whatever word would be used to describe that <laughs> like a very like probably consistent. yeah consistent we can go mm-hmm. with that um and to tie it all together accomplished and Good. accomplished dance. nice yeah. and then how about those now? are my three words how about now um how about now to describe me as a dancer now mm-hmm. um if not the same words i would say Definitely. Mm, that's tough. Cause I feel like personally I tend to kind of go off of like 
how I would have seen myself now. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think I'm going to run with the same one. Same thing? Yeah, cool. just because I am always growing and I am always um, learning. I could throw that in there, learning. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm always like experimenting and finding my way, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. In, in your exploration and kind of your journeys, do you, do you feel like your drive is still there as far as dance and just wanting to know more? Yeah, no, mm. definitely. I think, if anything, my drive has definitely amplified oh. um, from, like, freshman year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, that's, well, at Sonoma State, having um, such a strong focus on modern and contemporary mm-hmm. moving, I, that was the first time, college was the first time I ever started contemporary and modern mm. dancing. Um, so... Yeah, I think my drive has definitely amplified for sure because of my progress and because of like where I started um, two, three years ago or even 10 years ago when I started hip hop, self-teaching hip hop, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I can definitely see that there's a lot more drive now because I have these dreams and I have these goals that I want to reach and um it's even said in my um fall dance piece like baby steps are still steps and i'm starting to like really recognize that that's awesome so yeah i like that a lot um how what ways have you been trying to like level up your dance through covid i know you're probably busy with uh the fall fall dance piece and school in general but I know there's like online classes going on. Mm-hmm. Are you doing any like online, like Zoom lab sessions or what are you doing? Um, I <clears throat> actually I read this recently. <clears throat> Somebody said, like a controversial, controversial opinion is that quarantine has been like a blessing in disguise, and. In a sense, as far as my dance journey, I can definitely see it as that way. Um, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for me being locked up in my room all by myself, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to explore who I am as a dancer and who I am as a mover, as a choreographer. I, even just last year when we were in person. <clears throat> say like in Kristen or Christine or I've never in, say in like block mm-hmm. in dance forms I would always like worry about the moves and worry how about how I would look um and worry how I would execute them and everything but because I've been you know <laughs> quarantining and everything I've been able to explore a lot more what my movement quality is mm-hmm. and like what kind of a mover I am and where like where it feels at home with dancing mm. and and like it's re- weird to say really weird to say but like I'm so grateful that I've been able to use this time being in quarantine to like recognize how much it has actually helped me progress as a dancer mm. and like I haven't been able to I didn't really realize that till like months into quarantine Mm -hmm. that like 
it's it's almost forced me to trust myself as a dancer and forced me to be okay with the process and trust the process yeah even though it's like scary and like <laughs> we're like in quarantine we're literally yeah. in a pandemic yeah no i totally agree that this whole covid situation has in ways uh been a blessing in disguise for me personally too just trying to figure out um career paths or like who i am right or yeah um, what ways i want to create um yeah it's hard to i can i can see how it could be hard to figure out who you are as a mover when you're constantly like when when you're when dance is constantly in those realms of class or block or um choreographing for a piece or a class and definitely being sheltered in places caused a lot of us to look inward and like figure out who we are and like yeah. be okay with ourselves um so yeah that's that's really cool that you were able to do that with your movement and hopefully in other areas too if you needed it too um cool let's move into some questions we got one question here See what we got. Oh, I was gonna ask this one too, Farah. Farah asks, <laughs> "What's the dream? A dream?" Oh, <laughs> Farah. Me and Farah talked about this actually. <laughs> nice. Um, the dream. The dream is. Oh goodness, this is what I mean. Like, I just need to like own it, you know, mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. be. Let's manifest this right now. Right now. <laughs> yes. That's a 2021 energy. Hey. Um, the dream is honestly to to tour, to, to tour. travel with dance, mm. um, specifically tour. Um, I want to travel and teach dance, um, if not teach, choreograph. Yeah, I think that's the dream. A dream can also just be like, teaching dance not necessarily traveling but mm -hmm. like teaching dance or even just choreographing yeah the dream is touring that's like up here <laughs> but like other dreams that follow touring yeah. in any sense like if you if like an artist was like hey i want you to dance for me i'm, I'm going on this tour i want you to be one of my dancers like that's the that, dream or like even just that, teaching yeah. touring mm -hmm. hell yeah hell yeah yeah Yes, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Um, let's see. If anyone has any other questions, drop it in that little question bubble. But I've got some. So you want to tour. Um, what is, what is like, <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> anyway, um, what, what's like, what's, what's next for you? Do you have any oh. projects you're thinking of? Do you have any... I don't know any any styles you want to learn um yeah um well i am still in school so right i have that graduating is next, next. But, <laughs> yeah yes and then graduating's next year yeah yep. as far as this semester though um well i have farah actually we have the core 
research project right, that is right, right. being led, at least us, it's me, Eros, Sol, and Marissa. That's the team being led by Farah. So I have that project. It's going to be really fun, really fun, and really, like, I'm, like, excited to start digging. So Can you touch on, on what it is? Because I, I saw the announcement, like, you guys got the scholarship. I was like, this is mm-hmm. awesome. I don't know what yeah. this is, but this is awesome. <laughs> Hopefully, Ferris still here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it is a, like, scholarship grant for mm-hmm. a research project, and that is a research project of the team's choice. So um, with us five, we're trying to conduct a research project, obviously, regarding dance we don't either kind of <laughs> yeah we don't really know either <laughs> but... <laughs> we've, That's had, amazing. we've had a few meetings yeah. um yeah we're still playing with ideas we're still trying to get set on concepts but it is a scholarship grant for a research project um of the team's choice so we're we're playing with like a few ideas we've um we've mentioned farah's piece uh codum Mm-hmm. And we've kind of talked about maybe integrating that into like a revisited version. We've talked about um, maybe a documentary. We've talked about kind of like what it looks like being a dancer in this pandemic. What a uh, day, mm-hmm. you know, type type of stuff. But yeah, as far as we we don't really know yet. But um, it's getting there. We're we're getting we're getting on track. We have our books that we're going to start, like, researching and pulling from. Very so cool. hopefully there will be more <laughs> updates with that soon. <laughs> That's but exciting, though. Yes. That's really exciting. Yeah. A documentary might be kind of cool. Right off mm-hmm. the bat, I feel like you might it might, give, might be a good idea to hit up, uh, you know, Marcus, right? From, mm-hmm. yeah, with FTA. I met him, yeah, yeah, once, yeah. yeah. So, like, they he does the production team so that'd be kind of cool to work with with them but anyway just ideas uh Mm -hmm. so that's cool research project i don't see a lot of like farah mentioned we're figuring out how to represent dance as an academic research yes that's the word yeah like i don't see a lot of academic research on yeah dance a lot like i've seen a lot of music but Mm-hmm. not on like dance or dance education and how it helps with development maybe like right it's still a whole other world so that's gonna be really cool mm-hmm. um what else did you have anything else as far as uh next next plans next yeah i have <laughs> i have that um i have this i've actually submitted my film to the non-ho project so I have that. Um, there's this other dance project that Sonoma State has offered to the fall dance cast, which I've also submitted my film to. Um, and then ACDA, mm. um, which is in, I believe, March. I could be so wrong. ACDA, man. <laughs> yes, ACDA, yeah. My piece was... Mine and Angeles's piece was chosen for ACDA, so that's super exciting. Can you explain a little um, what ACDA is for those that might not know? Yeah, let me not butcher the name <laughs> and look it up really quick what it is called. ACDA is the 
Oh my god, that's oh, it is the American College Dance Association. So, um, it's kind of when it was in person, it was a kind of in a way like a dance convention ish mm-hmm. type of a thing. I don't really, I don't know if I'm the best person to describe it, but it was, um, there's like different regions in the u.s and then i could be completely wrong but it might also be global um where colleges the well the ac the association itself they have different locations like every year and then colleges go a cool dance arrangement (laughs) um colleges meet at the location and we all get together to take classes um two pieces from each college is chosen to be represented for the school and performed Mm. at acda where um adjudicators will watch the piece and like give a i i guess you'd call it like critiques on the piece or Mm -hmm. like some people say judge the piece um, and then from there, I think like around like 30 pieces are on that first round. And then based off of adjudication, there's 10 that gets sent to the gala. And then from the gala, two is chosen to be sent to the dance festival, which usually happens, I believe, in the summer. And it's like this big dance festival where all these pieces really cool. are shown. Mm-hmm. So... Um, unfortunately it is virtual this year, so cannot, I I don't think we're taking classes. I could be absolutely wrong though, but, um, it is going to be shown the same way, just virtually and as a like broadcast or Mm. almost like how fall dance was like a virtual show in a way. Um, so yeah, that's super exciting. I, didn't even know ACDA was happening this year. So when I got the email, <laughs> like from Fair, Kristen, and Christine, they're like, "You're, you like, congratulations!" I was like, "ACDA is happening." What? <laughs> I was no like, way. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So it was super exciting. Um, yes, there's that. Um, I have this. Me and Eros have this hip hop residency with teaching methodologies happening. Um, a lot of dance stuff, honestly. And I might. I might do like whatever I might do the I might do chaos again who knows yeah I might make another thing to submit to their competition Mm. just to kind of you know get more training and get be more okay with like putting myself out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so a lot of dance stuff I'm excited I'm I'm stressed and overwhelmed but I'm excited mostly (laughs) yeah I feel like I've heard that like excitement and nervousness are kind of the same things, just different scenarios. Um, yeah. But that's really exciting. Really proud of you and excited thank to see you. where else it goes. Um, oh, let's you. see. If anyone else has any questions in the last five minutes, go ahead and drop it. We're going to end soon. Let me think. Do you, who are you watching right now as far as dancers? Like, who's, like, Ooh. I have to, like, you have the notifications on for this dance. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. I, honestly, I haven't really been, like, on Instagram a lot. That's okay. Recently. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've been on it too much. Um, But I almost always go back to Natalie Bebko. 
uh, Isabel Capitule, um, Johnny chaos or team. Rosemary <laughs> Blake. Yeah, chaos. Of course, there's this the chaos. There's um, oh gosh, I have to like look at their handles or else I'll like mess it up. But I've been looking at, I've been watching um, Celine, ha- Celine Haro and yes, Missy Raphael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's yep. Um. There's a Trist. Uh, what's it? Tristan Ed. Ed. Ed Powell. Oh mm-hmm. yes, Ed Powell. Yes. That's um, this uh, snow globe a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Brian Puspos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from like the top of my head, I've been. I can see those styles in your movement like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, there was another one. <laughs> Hero actually reminded me. Oh, she's like based in Tokyo. Her name is like Juna. I don't know if you would know Juna. Yeah. Oh, I think I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'll probably send you. I don't want to mess up her name though. But Steezy has these like um, they bring in choreographer like three choreographers one song videos. I think. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got a couple more questions. Julian de Guzman. Julian. He's kind of, mm-hmm. he's crazy, yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's go with Athena's question. How have you gone over having choreography block, kind of like writer's block? Uh, yeah. We kind of went over that Athena earlier. Can you like quickly recap on that, Jasmine? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have like a dory brain, so I'm trying to remember what I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of just if I'm like stuck, I'll. I'll have, if not that song, I'll create a station off of this song or, like, just other songs that I've been vibing with. And I'll start, like, kind of, like, getting a feel for it. Um, If I'm not in the mood to move, I like to, like, watch YouTube videos to kind of get the inspiration. Or, like, a lot of Instagram videos, actually, Mm -hmm. to kind of get inspiration and that drive to, like, okay, maybe I'll explore with this. Um... I think a lot of the time for me personally, with writer's writer's block, choreographer's block, um, I almost like force myself in a way. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let me just like get the song that I'm vibing with the most and like whatever move I can like think of. I mean, since I don't choreograph to the song, I like play it in my head and I'm like, this would look cool maybe. Let's try that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. And then... Got this last question from Farah. Other creative hobby, creative hobbies. I was actually gonna ask this too. Like, in ways, sometimes we, I feel like, like, oh, I've been playing music too much or creating this. I just need to like step out of it, but I still want to be creative. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, to creative. I see those TikToks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's TikTok. I will spend hours on it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if I just need, if I like want to dance, but I don't want to dance, like TikTok is really like, (laughs) I almost hate admitting it, but I like (laughs) going there and learning the dances, um, to keep creative. I, I've been really like into, I mean, I haven't started it, but like kind of like those DIY projects. I have this one that I want to start. It's like, I have this like. Well, I have the materials. I have the materials. I just okay. haven't started it. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to make this like five, two by like four foot, 
giant vision board collage. Wow. But with my own photos, there's like those pre-made yeah. ones that you yeah. can like buy, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna get my own. Yeah. <laughs> like most of the fun and I don't know, like I feel like actual manifesting from vision board is actually like going in, like. Yeah, and like finding like, what photos, yeah, are like super motivating and inspiring mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, there's that. Um, I kind of like find joy in when I do actually commit to doing it I find joy in like planning like getting my planner and like writing out what I have to do because like I can like customize it and stuff you know like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. those fancy like what's it calligraphy writing (laughs) sometimes like that's like super I get creative with that because I'm like maybe I'll like put a photo here almost like bullet journaling in a way Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think those would be my top with trying to keep creative when I'm feeling like I don't want to dance. I don't want to play music or anything. Yeah. Gotcha. And then last question for me, who do you want to see on the podcast? Who do I want to see on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have like a few, but I think. Right you can like it could be something unrealistic like someone like famous famous or like <laughs> another famous. mutual friend or i don't know any creative you're following right now okay let's let's go with that maybe um as far as famous let's do <laughs> uh, i've been watching a lot of tristan ed pal okay. <laughs> that's the famous one but Farah. I think Farrah hey. would be a good candidate. <laughs> Farrah. You still here, Farrah? Did you hear that? Yeah, she's still here. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will. I'm going to try and get a, like, a good rotation of like, dance, music, um, like fine art or like other visual art and kind of have a rotation. Mm-hmm. So Farrah, be on the lookout. Your turn's coming up at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there she emoji. is yeah uh do you have any questions for me how are you really I how feel like am that's... i oh she added yeah, the really how are you ah good question um i think i'm content mm-hmm. like some people have a maybe slightly negative connotation to the word content but uh actually reggie said it during his class on wednesday he said he wanted his piece to be about balance not so much being happy or sad uh, the mm. song he used was i if you haven't watched his video it's i by kendrick lamar and there's that hook in the in the chorus like uh, i love myself and he reggie didn't want it to be like for him it doesn't mean like oh, i'm just super happy like whatever he just said balance and to me that also meant being content and just have having gratitude for for like the little things that you have in your life Mm -hmm. so right now in the state of content like right now right now super content um but obviously it fluctuates like even earlier today uh some like things got shifted around my schedule I just felt very scattered. <laughs> okay, you're telling me you were nervous for tonight. I was like, 
I feel like I'm not doing enough for tonight. Like, I'm supposed to be preparing something. Like, maybe I should make a cover photo. Like, I, I don't know. But, like, it, yeah, I just had to remind myself, like, you know, we're just we're just playing. Like, even this mm-hmm. right now, we're just playing. We're no, exploring. Um, and it'll just get better from here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks for asking that. Yeah, I feel like it's a really hefty question right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to hear that question more often. Yeah. definitely that's good though i'm glad to hear thank you um cool well that's the end of the podcast thank you so much jasmine for for doing this Um, thank you it was a really good conversation like this is my first time having an actual conversation yeah like a let's sit down and talk (laughs) yeah yeah so it's good to know your your background a little bit hopefully maybe we can like down the line do like a follow-up yeah podcast episode. oh my god i've cool. mentioned this with fair have you seen like the billy eilish same question oh, i love that oh one. my god it's so oh be. man <laughs> yeah yeah let's see what well, today's the january 15th if we're writing it down in point, the books a year from now <laughs> a year from now maybe cool all right well thank you jasmine thank uh, you thank so much everything you do and thank you for creating thank you this has been super fun it's my first time doing something like this, so. Yeah. It's Hopefully we'll do fun. more of it. Yeah. Cool. Thank well, you. Yeah, have a good night. You too. All right. That's the end of the episode. I hope any little bit of that powers you up and gets those creative juices flowing. Again, thank you so much for listening. And if you liked what you heard, I'd appreciate a follow and review wherever you consume podcasts, Instagram story shares, or even a DM at facepalmer.brand. I hope to see some of you in the chat when these sessions happen live on Instagram. If not, I'll catch you in the next episode.